The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey IDP Army, ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Salutations, possums, and for everyone that's new to the podcast, welcome to the Passel. We are Offensive Points. We are part of Semi-Pro Fantasy and IDP Army. We are pumping out content for you folks in the most important time of the fantasy football season. This is the prep season. This is where you get your work in. Dynasty folks, I know you've been grinding already. And if you haven't, we do have our rookie ranks that we are going to talk about today. We'll get some of that out on the socials as well. Um, but this is going to be mainly a rookie-centric rookie, rookie centric podcast. Uh, we're going to go through what we've been going on. And, um, yeah, Billy's back from Mexico, so he's going to get to fill in on what Josh and I talked about last week. As usual, find us on Twitter at Offensive Points, on Instagram at SemiProFantasy. Get some merch. Get some possum shirts. Jordan's thrown up an NFT shirt on there, so if you want uh, – some some cool shirts go ahead and get it on there we are on tiktok we are on youtube we are on everything so get on your socials and holler at us and enjoy the rest of this podcast um as usual i am with my cohorts billy and josh guys how you doing uh billy you're gonna have a few minutes to speak here so let's go ahead and interrupt he is back though that snap was him just want to let you know moderator bill's (laughs) back so he'll keep us in check uh when we start rambling and get us on to the next topic because it was a little dysfunctional last week, but I, th- I think we did all right, Joe. Don't you did, you did a fine job, Billy. Fine you're not job. up yet. You're not up yet. We'll oh, give you bad. your minutes of fame. My, really my puppy that. ran head first into my table. It was that was phenomenal. Kind of. All right, Billy. You can talk me off now. my intro know. there, Bill. My bad. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't trying to, <laughs> but all of a sudden, the whole entire table shook. Uh, yeah, it's great to be back. I went to Mexico. Went to a resort. It was a great time. Got a week off. Got to listen to you guys run the podcast. I was like, oh, they're not going to get to everything, but. Actually, it was exactly what I was hoping, so that that it worked out perfectly. He in a roundabout way, we made it. It's not a little faith. It was just you know I didn't send you all the all the topics and everything. You all just had to come up with it on your own and made me a proud podcast. You know, I'm not gonna lie. Third, I, my least favorite part of filling in for Bill was not doing getting it all up and running. It was I had to type an uh, an intro paragraph. So I apologize if you saw it on Spotify and you're like, what the fuck is this paragraph? It's, it's just <laughs> ramblings and it looks good, but it's not right. And then the emojis. I don't use emojis. If you if anyone knows me, I don't use emojis. So like on Twitter when we had I typed that out, I I just copied what Bill does and I think I did a good job. I threw some uh threw some emojis in there. It was like the oh, bullet points. You did a fine job. It looked I think I, honestly the absence of a hundred percent was really noticed that was a a missing piece by the way buy 100 percent merch in the uh, idp army shop right now oh you do usually throw the 100 on there fuck semi-pro fantasy yeah missed opportunity (laughs) that's fine just you know download the merch better next time yeah exactly don't download the merch buy the merch um yeah so (laughs) yeah i don't know what you download it we're not we're not selling nfts yet sorry jordan i I know you want to get your nft thing off the ground sure but not yet it'll be a minute so yeah it was you know it's good to be back glad uh you know i we did the draft and then literally i left for two weeks so um i guess i you know i'm a little bit behind on the rookie talk i don't know you all said you would allow me three minutes uh 
see if you all hold up to that bargain. What'd you like? What'd you hate about what we said, Bill? <clears throat> okay. Well, actually, like I don't I don't even mind what all you said. I just want to add a couple things on, if that's okay. All right. All um, right. I want to Mention John Mechie, I feel like, because Joe hates John Mechie. <clears throat> Literally hates the guy. I think that it, it's it's a guy you need to look out for because he is a third-round rookie coming into Houston. Uh, he's a guy that, you know, is going to get a lot of opportunity. He is injured right now, but he should be – I think he should be back for training camp. Brandon Cooks is on the wrong side of 29, and, you know, they're going to need a guy in that offense, and I think that they believe in John Mechie. He's coming out of Alabama. He's played with all the Alabama guys. Could be somebody to look out for. I think that he is very undervalued right now. Um, I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to interrupt ahead. you too much, but this time I, I will. Um, I actually do agree with you on John Mechie. He was someone I had uh, focused on in the like. I was thinking he'd make it to the fourth round because I didn't think anyone. I think everyone got excited about Mechie. He went about mid third round in both of our drafts. I think people got excited about him because there's no opportunity. There's nothing in Houston, so it's like naturally any talent that goes there is going to get a little hyped which I think is good, but like it's a, it's a next year thing. Like you're not getting much out of him this year. You're not drafting him a dynasty because you're going to get immediate return. But I just, I just want to throw that out there. Like Mechie next year, depending on what they do in the off season and what they, the rookie quarterback that they get, or if they do some right. crazy signing could be really interesting. Yeah. If you guys want four catches for 42 yards on your dynasty team for the next eight years, go ahead and draft John Mechie. That, do it. If you want that, if that's valuable to you, do it. But, that's what uh, should be starting out. That's what should be starting out with. But yeah, he, he will eventually be in there. But uh just a couple other like later round guys. I kind of like what you did all in the first and second rounds were great. Uh I just want to mention Keontae Ingram. I think you all mentioned him last week, but him being in Arizona, like he's gonna have the, he's gonna be the number two, I think, to start the season. And then you've just got James Conner, who you're just gonna have to he- hope that his health uh, stays intact, which it did last year, so, you know, against all odds. And, you know, you could potentially have a piece of gold there. Um, we'll talk about probably him later in the podcast as far as viable rookies go. Um, there's a couple of uh, IDP rookies that are lasting way too long in drafts, and one of them is Jermaine Johnson from the Jets. I know it's the Jets. But Rob Sala has needed a guy like him, and he's got dual eligibility on at least sleeper. I don't know what ESPN is going to look like yet, but Jermaine Johnson is going to get in there right away. He was a first-round pick, so they're definitely going to have him in there. They traded up for him, so you would think that means they're actually going to get him involved. I have seen him in the fourth round. I've seen him in the fifth round of rookie drafts. So, um, you know, kind of stepping on a little bit of our notes at the end, but I've just I've noticed that one you know person. I think Jermaine Johnson's definitely somebody on the IDP side that people need to be looking out for. And then as far as the like tight ends go, I know that like, you know, Trey McBride's the guy, but we all believe in him, but you have a lot of these guys at the end that are kind of dart throws that like, you might as well at least get a piece of one and put it on your taxi squad just in case. Like Isaiah likely a very good pass catching back. What is Baltimore going to do at pass catcher this year? Other than Bateman, the world may never know. Uh, we're going to find out. They got Andrews and Bateman, and maybe they run a second tight end out there to catch balls as well. Likely could be that guy. Charlie Kohler could be that guy. Um, there's also like Wiedemeyer, Dolchich, Cade Otten. There's a lot of like tight ends out there. Just pick them up, put them on your team. And... You're not even. You're not even going to talk about Jelani Woods over here. Well, okay, Jelani Woods. I can. I considered him like the. Draft. I considered. Considered Jelani Woods uh, the the step below. But he, he goes to okay. So my thing about Jelani Woods, and I'm not trying to step on your toes here, but all of these tight ends are good options that you've said. But Jelani Woods, the reason he is in my book uh, higher than some of these guys is because of opportunity. There hasn't right, been a tight but he's end. He's useful. On that I don't think likely he's going to be useful this year. Dolchich, Kate, Kate Otten, Weedermeyer. I don't think any of them are going to be useful this year. I think Jelani Woods might be useful this year. Like. That's I just considered the, taking those guys at the end and just stashing them away because we oh, don't yeah. know what the opportunity is going to look like. And tight ends usually don't hit week year one anyway. It's usually a couple of years later. So stash them on your taxi squad or on the end of your bench and just hold tight. Get Jelani Woods, though, for real. That dude yeah. is a mountain of a human being. Matt Ryan's exactly. going to love him. I agree. And hopefully uh, – we get to see him in that offense that's been productive for tight ends over the year with uh, Indianapolis. So hopefully we'll see. Um, I think that's about it. I mean, 
I still want to mention Jalen Tolbert. There's literally like he's a little bit away from being a starter this coming season. Um, I know that C.D. Lamb and um, Gallup are going to get force-fed, but Tolbert is a guy that could easily work his way up. I think James Washington, I think we all could agree, James Washington has a lot to prove this year, but I think Tolbert might be right there with him already. And I think by the end of training camp, I think Tolbert might usurp him. So I would say if you, you know, if you've made it to the fourth round and you don't, you know, Tolbert's not gone, that might be a guy to pick up. And I think that's all I got. I like Tolbert a lot because Gallup's going <clears> to, <throat> might take a while to get back up to full speed too. Mm-hmm. So I, I like the opportunity in front of Tolbert and especially how late he's going right now. Dak does a really good job. I, I hate to compliment the Dallas Cowboys, but uh, Dak does a really good job of getting young guys involved. We've seen it mm-hmm. with Cedric Wilson, Cedric Gallup, um, and I just could see this being that he easily could be the third wide receiver on that team and and or second, like Joe said. I mean, Gallup's going to take a little bit of time to really get back to full speed. I have high praise for Gallup this year, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you never know what's going to happen, and that's why I love grabbing these dart throws, especially in the fourth round. Oh, oh, one more. Snoop Connor for uh, the Jags. First of all, dynamite name. Love Snoop Connor. I was going to say, you did it for the name for sure. but Oh, for sure. But, okay, so you've got James Robinson that may be ready for the beginning of training camp. Seems still far-fetched to believe that he makes it back in time. And then you've got Travis Etienne who's coming off of an injury, but he's he's a passing kid down back, or at least he was. I, I, that's how we assumed they were going to use him. We do not know yet how the uh, Jags plan to use him this year. Snoop Connor might be that guy that goes goes in and gets the uh, the touchdowns. Might be a vulture of sorts. So somebody to keep in mind. He's been going undrafted, I think. So yeah, I think you somebody. should probably get him last pick of the draft, like you did. Oh yeah, definitely. Or maybe even uh, undrafted free agent. Yeah, definitely. If you have a waiver priority, or if you have a spot on your taxi squad and he's still out there, hunt him down. I love those late round running backs right now. I mean, you got I say uh, Pacheco for KC, who has a mm-hmm. ton of opportunity there. You've got Kennedy Brooks on Philly, and we all know that you know Philly. They might like Miles Sanders. They haven't showed us that in several years. Um, you know, Gainwell really hasn't hit the ground running or anything. So Kennedy Brooks is one of those running backs I really like getting in drafts. He's kind of do it all guy. Um, he doesn't do anything spectacular, but he does everything right, which I think will get him on the field. And he can be that goal line back for Philly that they've been wanting recently. I'm actually, I'm not going to lie to you. I would buy Kenny Gainwell all over right now because of what he did last year, exactly where your head went when he didn't prove anything last year. He never really had an opportunity. He had a small opportunity here and there, but they went and quickly signed Jordan Howard when Sanders went down. Um, I have a feeling that if Sanders isn't the guy Gainwell's going to be, and I think this will be the time where Boston Scott kind of takes a back seat, but still has a small role um, so I would be a fan of buying Gainwell. I mean, I wouldn't pay an arm and a leg for it, but I think that Gainwell owners who probably drafted him late, late first, early second might be a, be willing to part with him for like a third or something, Jamal Williams or something like that. So I would look into trying to get Gainwell in your, in your leagues right now. I'm actually uh, kind of high on, I was going to think about floating some trades out there. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad thought. He definitely could turn things around. He has the talent. I was about to say, and that's what a lot of like players that kind of disappointed last season. I've seen a lot of people hating on like Isaiah Simmons, for example, and on the IDP side. Um, he has Great had a disappointing buy. year. It, it's a guy that you could buy. I, I don't know the trade that I saw. I think we all saw it. He was in that group text, but it that trade's probably like you know you're selling him a little bit um, too low, but. Uh, at the same time, he's somebody you, I think you could still buy from somebody right now if you gave them anybody, any rookie that has bigger, maybe better hope. I'm a big fan of buying people at their lowest because you never know what's going to happen there. Um, someone like Isaiah Simmons, I'm not a big fan personally because I think they drafted a linebacker when they didn't need a linebacker. I'm not. All right. Sorry. I'm not a big I'm not not a big fan of Isaiah Simmons. I'm not a big fan of where his landing spot was. Um, yeah. They had Jordan Hicks, who was a beast, and there's no reason to draft Isaiah Simmons and. They never really had a spot for him. So well, I now do they have like a spot for him. Yep, they sure do. We'll see what happens see this what year, happens. but we'll see what you People can get for him. warm on him for real. That's, you know, I think in the, the rookie startup we did, I got Isaiah Simmons really late. And I think, you know, People 16th look at stats, round man. probably. Yeah, that was, uh, 
I'll take that all day. Well, plus they had the rookie from Tulsa coming there. Can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he not this year, but last year. So they drafted another linebacker last year, which kind of threw Zayvon people Collins. off a little bit. Yeah, Zayvon Collins. Yeah. yeah. And that kind Straight of threw him off. Of so guys. yeah, something to monitor. But yeah. Okay. So <laughs> This next segment is going to be somewhat rookie rankings. I know that you all enjoyed that name quite a bit for uh, the rookies. So but- I've got my rankings made up, and you know Josh was talking mad shit on them. Billy, I don't think you agreed with them. Um, John Mitch is way down the board at wide receiver fifteen. Well, your your wide receiver rankings are wild to me. Okay, so. no, no, no. I want to be clear here. I loved everything that you did until about twelve. And okay, I, I'm, no, I'm not it's, okay. So, Josh, say, do you want to expand on that? No, Josh is, is mad that I have, rankings. Josh is mad that I have Isaiah Spiller ranked ahead of James Cook, and I do because I truly believe that Eckler is happy that he has a backfield mate. Finally, he's been openly asking for one, and Isaiah Spiller has the talent to really excel in that role and eventually not usurp Eckler. But Eckler is getting up there in age a little bit. I think it's for a dynasty, especially if you're a rebuilding team, buying that guy, you're going to get him this year, some production, but in the future, I think he has way more upside than James Cook does. I mean, you're, well, we'll, we'll get into is, this a little bit more when we talk about the ones viable for this season, but Spiller is definitely viable for this season, I think. And I just wanted to I, tell you why Josh was so upset about my well, no, I know, but like, no, no, Eckler, no, no, no. Eckler's not a, when has Eckler ever been a three? They've trusted him to be a three down back last year. They've had to use him in that role the last they, two years because no, they, they don't have anybody. Well, no, no, not even that. They used other guys in there too, and he has. He was gotten... absolutely a three-down back the last two years, basically. Yes, just because this other is this is touched but, the ball. This is speaking spoken from an Austin Eckler manager. Um, you can uh, tell fan because the rest of us know Austin Eckler's getting you know, you know, vultured at the goal line every now and then. Yeah, Austin Eckler's, you know, 206 rushes last year was super, like, man, he really did, was not a three-down back, honestly, I have to say. And then the whole, you know, 94 targets, just 300, you know, attempts. Yeah, not that was – honestly, that was not enough You can for him. tell who he has needs him more. dynasty. He you needs more. You can tell more. who has him in dynasty. It won't be 200 this year. You want to yeah. put some Two, fireball on that? 300 touches and 20 touchdowns. Did terrible last year. He, he, he did won't, not. He was he not a three-down running back. He won't have three hundred touches this year. Fireball bet two, right now. Have two, we'll have two hundred rushes this that year. That is a stupid bet. I'm not betting on that. I don't think. Oh really? Okay. Three hundred well, touches. Back, so what? Why would, you, why would that be I don't a think anyone should have 300 touches. It's terrible. There should be two running backs. I'm not saying that there shouldn't be two running backs. I'm saying that you're saying that Austin Eckler wasn't a three-down back last year, and he absolutely was. Okay. Fair enough. We're going to put this Isaiah off Spiller. talk to bed for a second, guys. Uh, what we need to go What's over. This is Isaiah um, Spiller talk. I'm yeah. more excited about him. Yes, but time out real quick because we have put a lot of time into the ID or the Dynasty Index. Um, we've been uploading these rookies in here. We've been doing all that. So get on the Patreon and get that. If you guys want to win your leagues, we have information. We're, up, we're updating notes and everything on there. It's pretty affordable for the amount of information that you do get. So get on there. Check it out, and uh, we're happy to have you there. So, anyway, Isaiah Spiller, Billy, go. No, no, you know what? Let's let's start at number one. Let's start at number one. This is somewhat yeah, rookie rankings, and we haven't it. even talked about number one. Okay, well, the number one, number again. one's obviously Brees Hall. It's um, not. It's okay. not Brees Hall. This is, in, this is right. interesting. Why is it not Brees Hall to you? As Joe wrote to this, do not overthink this one. Overthink this one. This is the New York Jets. There are four people that are not going to be able to be fantasy relevant. Yes. Michael Carter will take a backseat to Brees Hall. Brees Hall will be the number one running back on the New York jets. He is not. We saw what Le'Veon Bell did. I understand he took a year off, never did good. When was the last time? When was the last time the New York jets had a great rusher? Chris Ivory in 2016 or something like that. Yeah. No, not buying Brees Hall. The number one pick is, uh, Take your pick between London and Traylon Burks. 
This is like going to the roulette table and just putting it on red every time because it's just been hitting red. But eventually, it's, it could hit I, black. I have to. And I, what you I would do? rather take Kenneth Walker over Brees Hall right now. Why is the that? Jets are a team on the upswing. Salah is an old school dude. They've been beefing up the defense. They beefed up the how line. Many, they how have many wide teams receivers. have been on the upswing for years that never make it? The Jets are in that conversation every time. No team the Jets have had, had 15 years, even remotely. The Jets are still a bottom five team. I don't think so. Just because they have talent. You think they're mean, a bottom five why team? Why the hell would you take Drake London? At one. Because Drake London has a future. Brees Hall is going to have his future wasted on the New York Jets. I needed to get this off. The Jets are a bottom five team. Yep. Wow. I I disagree. I'm not even going to argue with you. Brees Hall is the pick here. I would say you could be a bottom 10, but bottom five is strong. I'll take Um, a fireball bet on bottom seven right now. Meet in the middle. And I'm giving you one one ranking. Well, I was going to have him like eight or nine. So seven's like really close to that. Uh, sure. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, why not? First fireball bet of the new season, I think. Damn it, I don't have my notebook here. Okay, well, I'll just have to write that down. All right, anyway, we, I get it. Brees Hall, he should be the number one guy. If he would have landed anywhere else, in my opinion, he would have been the number one guy. Fair enough. Okay. I'm not judging the talent. I'm judging the landing spot. The four, the four people, Elijah Moore, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson and Michael Carter cannot all be fancy relevant. Yes, you can scratch Michael Carter. Well, out of so that. okay, okay. If you, had power, if you had a power rank them right now, who's going to get the most out of that offense fantasy wise? Elijah Who, Moore. So Elijah Moore would be first. Who after that? Garrett Wilson, because they're going to be losing a lot. See that? That's where I disagree. I think it'll be Brees Hall. Josh, what you're forgetting here is Zach Wilson is the quarterback, and Elijah Moore looked really good last year when Zach Wilson wasn't playing. So I don't think that unless he takes a massive step this year, I don't think he's going to walk into week I, I one don't think feeding two wide receivers. Plus they got Uzama there. Plus they got Carter. I think what they're trying to do is take all the pressure in the world off of him, and that's why they got Brees, and that's why Michael Carter is there, and they took him last year. I think you're going to see a lot of rushing off of there until he develops some more, and then you're going to see the receivers start to kick in. So. Brees Hall is an immediate impact player. I think you can draft him. Immediate I mean, impact. You think you're going to get something out of him this year? Yes. Brees immediately. Hall, yes. Week one. That, I, I I've got him at RB21, I think. RB20. So I have him basically RB2. I, I know he's going to hop for no good reason, but I, I, that's not one that I'm excited about. Interesting. That's just because you hate the Jets. And then when he is, you're going to be like, wow, man. I just No, I'll, I'll, own, I'll own up to it. I'm just saying I think Kenneth Walker has a better opportunity than Brees Hall. This year? I have, Do you think Rashard Penny is gone and forgotten? He's not going to play? I think Michael Carter is a better running back than we're giving notice as well. But, yeah, I don't I don't like it. I don't like landing spot. I'm sorry. Okay, to Fair go enough. with you, I love Kenneth Walker's landing spot. I mean, he arguably had one of the best running – or running back landing spots based on opportunity. Rashad Penny looked good for five games last year. He hasn't looked good for four years. I don't think Pete Carroll trusts him. I, you know, Kenneth Walker is a lot more talented than Rashad Penny. Just, I mean, here's the thing. The team is out. terrible. Like, that's that's what I keep getting stuck on. And I know there's fantasy value in terrible teams. I get it. And it will always be No, I, I think but my the logic team is sucks. Seattle is like, not running Drew Locke and – at week one there's no way there's going to be another quarterback yeah, there if they the bring in baker mayfield maybe but, i'll change my mind but, but the like, new york, yeah no that'll be your new team that's fine uh but the new york jets I, will I'm be gonna, running zach wilson and that's why i don't feel good about Brees Hall. that's why i don't it's feel gonna good be about so hard to be a seahawks fan <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> oh that's gonna be tough okay well all right anyway let's get past yeah, number yeah, one yeah, i'm sorry we can, t- we can we can we well, can okay so we'll go Brees Hall one we will concede Kenneth Walker too, even though I don't know if I believe in that t- completely, but whatever. We're this is somewhat rankings, right? Not really on the, on the nose. Uh, so I think we each have a different wide receiver number one. So this is I, I feel like can we state our case for each? Yeah. Uh, my mine's Traylon Burks. Sounds like Josh is Drake London and Joe. You're yours wrong. was You're Garrett wrong. Wilson, never, right? You don't even. Mine's Jamison Williams. Okay, is that what yours is? No, mine's Traylon Burks. Oh. Well, why did he say Tr- Drake London? Maybe uh, I said either Drake London or Traylon Burke should go before Brees Hall is what I said. Oh, okay. Fair enough. All right. I well, don't like Drake London. I really don't. That's fine. I Well, okay. You're not, you don't like the, the quarterback, which is only a one year situation. So 
Not something you're going to have to worry about next year. Now, Traylon Burks steps into the best situation. I'm more excited for Traylon Burks because they're going to force feed the hell out of him because they don't – I mean, I get it. Robert Woods is there, and I appreciate him coming back from his injury to take some of the touches. But am I? do I think he's going to be a 100% player for the rest of his career coming off that injury? Not necessarily. Ooh, and, we're, on, we're on opposite sides of this dime, but I like that. What, for Woods? Um, so I think – Robert Woods is going to be fine. I mean, he, a lot of people come back from ACL injuries, especially wide receivers running backs a little bit tougher. I just don't um, like the age. I think, well, mm. I think what's going to happen here is Tannehill's feeling some sweat behind his brows with Malik Willis chomping at the bit. <laughs> hey, no, no. Malik Willis isn't going to be a starter this year, but Tannehill no. still feels the sweat. He might be though. He might be though. If they, if things aren't going, if things are going South and like the Colts are starting to run away with the division a little bit, I think you're going to start hearing some Malik Willis chants. I don't know, probably like week six or seven. I like Traylon Burks for the simple fact that Tannehill's sweating and the fact that Robert Woods is there. If it was just on the shoulders of Traylon Burks, I'm not a big fan. But the fact that there are two receivers and Derrick Henry, I think that he gets leaned on heavily. I think Traylon Burks, uh, they try to force fit, force fit the piece that he is A.J. Brown. So they're going to give him a lot of targets really quick to try to show that they made the right choice because they don't want to lose the fan base. I agree completely. By the way, put your everybody out there, offensive rookie of the year, Traylon Burks, slide no a little quarterbacks bit, slide a little cash on it right now, just in case, because I think they are going to try to prove that this was not a mistake so hard that it's they're going to force feed the hell out of him, whether he catches the ball or not. It's just going to be trying to cover up a bad mistake when they traded AJ Brown. Sorry, Joe, go ahead. No, I I got JMO is my number one wide receiver. One, I think he's the best wide receiver in this draft class. What he can do on the field is ridiculous. And I think he steps into one of the best situations. Uh, Goff should be able to sustain him this year, uh, just get him through once he's healthy. But if he gets linked to Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, he's just going to be wide. I mean, you can't cover Swift, Amon Ra, you know, maybe Charks there next year, Hawkinson. You you have Jamison Williams just – freaking streaking all the time wide open he's going streaking he can bring his green ass naked dude okay i i haven't been more thrilled with the wide receiver in a long time all right i i agreed with billy once i want to go ahead and agree with uh joe here as well i don't think he's the number one for the simple fact that i think traylon burks and drake london have and i i could interchange drake london and jameson williams but i can't introduce him with uh or interject him with traylon burks Jameson Williams is at least my number three wide receiver. Yes, he's before Garrett Wilson. I've already told you exactly why. This Christian Watson sky more hype we'll get into in a second, but I think there's no way Jameson Williams goes behind them, and I've seen it in drafts where Christian Watson and Sky Moore and Alave are before him. Jameson Williams is a bona fide. He, and if he wasn't injured and if he didn't go to a team that didn't have a quarterback, he'd be number one. But I think it's more of next year, Jameson Williams, especially coming off the injury, I think they're going to ease him into it this year. And I love Jameson Williams. He would have been the number one wide receiver off the board if it weren't for his injury. So, yeah, completely agree. And I feel like for people out there, <clears throat> I feel like there is going to be some kind of like, oh, is this guy Kadarius Tony thing? And I, I don't want anybody to freak out about that. He is injured going into the season. He might not be used a ton for the first six weeks. Like, we don't know what that's going to look like until we get to training camp and get into camp news. But I just, like, don't panic. It's not a Kadarius Tony situation where Kadarius Tony has one week where everybody's like, oh shit, that's why he's the first round. And then he doesn't play the rest of the season. It's not going to be that. It's it's not that kind of situation. So I feel like we just need to quell that now before we get into the summer and Jamison Williams isn't practicing because he's hurt. All right. So let's let's uh let's go ahead and recap here at least the top five picks. Uh Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, Jamison Williams. Okay, top six, Drake London, Burks, and Garrett Wilson, in whatever order you please, but those are the top six picks. Except those for Drake are. London. Okay, okay. <laughs> Joe. You have but... him at five. I don't even want to hear it. Uh, and then this is when we start getting into things. Uh, we got Alave, Chris Watson. Okay, yes, only two running backs in the top ten. Uh, basically, Chris Watson, Alave, Sky Moore, and I think we're all pretty high on Dotson. I mean, I'm very he, he's getting slept on quite a bit, um, but yeah, he should be up there. The good thing about Dotson, you're probably get him, getting him in the early second. So anyone with the number one or number two pick, you're probably getting Dotson for relatively free. Yeah, I got him at 15 
in our draft. And yeah, he, I was absolutely thrilled about that. And I feel like people were getting Dotson because it was like, oh, I guess I'll take him. I know he's good. But like in reality, this is the perfect landing spot for a guy like this. Deami Brown did nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. McLaurin's been looking for a running mate. And Dotson has the talent. I think it's one of those things that like, oh, because he's the seventh or eighth wide receiver off the board, you're like, eh. But like, really, you should be excited about that. Yes. Yeah. I I, I think people are kind of freaking out a little bit over, um, well, there's a lot of mouths to feed there. I get it. It, it. On paper, you have Logan Thomas, Curtis Samuel, Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin, J.D. McKissick. I, I get it. You can run down all that list. I think he creeps up throughout the season. Like how Amon Ra supposedly like came out of nowhere. I think that's going to be Deshaun or Deshaun Watson, Jahan Dotson <laughs> from the very start. Switch the letters I around. I didn't even know those rhymed until I just said that <laughs> accidentally right there. Uh, but it, I think you're going to find that out very early in the season that he is a very good slot possession receiver. And he's going to be one of those guys that gets like the 10 catches for 90 yards and a touch. And you're going to be like, wow, I can't believe that that's what he is. But, you know, he's a good check down guy. Yeah, he's a hell of a value right now. And if you if you see him slip into the second, make a trade, get it back up to the late first, early second, and get him. I don't think you'll be upset at all. You're going to love what you get in him. As, sure, sure. as we've slightly covered this top 10, is there anyone you guys wanted to focus on that should be in the first round of rookie drafts? Um, top 12 at the very least. Most people are in 12-team leagues. so I kind of want to focus on the Christian Watson, Olave, and Sky Moore trio. Okay. Right there. I didn't um, need to skip over it. I'm just trying to. This is called the somewhat ranking. So no, you're fine. I, you know, these guys, they have great opportunities. Um, I just, I really want people to pump the brakes on Sky Moore for a minute. He's not Tyree Kill. He, I think he's more of a possession guy myself. I think you know they're going to use him similar to the way they tried to use Tyree Kill uh, last year um, on that one. But we still have Juju there. We have MVS there for deep shots. We have Kelsey there. So I don't think you're going to get a guy who's going to be a perennial, you know, top 10 receiver right here at this spot. Um, You know, Christian Watson, he keeps getting knocked for his drops um, on that one, which he did have with bad QB play. I like his spot a lot, um, but Aaron Rodgers is not going to have that. I mean, I think when he actually gets good balls thrown his way, He's going to catch them and be just fine. But if the drops are an issue, you know, he could be nowhere near a first round pick in a rookie draft uh, with his career. And then Chris Olave with the addition of uh, uh, Jarvis there and Michael Thomas coming back. Um, I like where he's at a lot, but, you know, I think those three right there, you're you're really hoping a lot of stuff breaks right for you with those receivers at that spot. All right. Yeah, I, just, I have to. I have- Okay, go ahead. No, I just, go ahead, I just want to go back to Sky more. I just want to show our work a little bit. So I was doing some research over the weekend for uh, – we're going to do some team previews coming up here pretty quick. Uh, be on the lookout for that. But uh, I actually looked into Sky more a little bit. On underdog right now, if you guys had to guess, what – like wide receiver what out of like – you know, For redraft? Wide receiver, yes, for redraft, for best ball. 40. Where, where do, what would you think he's wide receiver – uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with stupid hype for no reason because people love rookies and people love good teams. I'm gonna go with like wide receiver 25 or something stupid. Okay, well he hadn't gotten up that high yet because that's that's where Juju Smith Schuster is. But he's wide receiver 40, 81 overall. Damn, I hit it. You hit that, it on the nose. You did. And the thing is, is that is way too high, way too high at wide receiver 40. Like for example, and I know that this is a bad direct example, but. Like Marquez Valdez Scantling is wide receiver fifty one. I, I do I think that Sky Moore and Marquez Valdez Scantling are going to be terribly far away in points at the end of the season? No, not really. I really don't. I don't, I don't like either. you, like you said, we're going to get into this later. But I think Marquez Valdez Scantling for the price, and not to mention just in general, could easily become the wide receiver one out of those three. I think he's the buy. Give me that at that price. Like seriously, yeah. 50, 51? Like give me that over Sky Moore, a rookie at wide receiver forty. Wait, like have we we haven't even seen what Patrick Mahomes can do with a rookie wide receiver because the only one we've ever had other than that. They've, none of them have turned out. And Nicole Hardman. He, Nicole Hardman. Exactly. None of them have really worked out like we thought. So, Okay. I don't want to dog on Sky Moore too much. My thing is I want to talk about why Christian Watson, Olave, and Moore are 
Okay, Alave, I think, is the one person who was basically a top five wide receiver. I think he would have leapfrogged maybe even a couple of these receivers if he went to the right landing spot. Yes, I think Alave, I don't think Michael Thomas comes back, number one. I think he's either out or done. I don't know what's going on. It's been two years. He doesn't look right. I think Alave has a lot more promise than we think. The talent is there, I think. But the reason between Watson, Alave, and Moore that we're talking about is because they landed on, at least more on the Watson more is they landed on good teams. And so Watson, I know that you, Joe had a, a bona fide crush on uh, Watson over here, but um, in general, if Watson didn't go to green Bay, if he would have went to the New York jets, we wouldn't be talking about him right now. And if sky Moore didn't go to KC, we wouldn't be talking about him right now. He'd be in the second round basically. So my thing is don't reach for these guys. If you get them in the back end of the first, I'm happy with that. Chris Olave, I think, you can get him at seven. I think I got him in a draft at seven. I, I'm not excited enough to reach over some of these other guys that we've talked about. Even Joe hates Drake London. Like you're obviously grabbing Drake London in the top six. Like, do not grab Christian Watson or Sky Moore at number five. But you're wrong if you do. Yeah, you have a lot of hope. I just think we need to fan. pump the brakes on those three a little bit because, like you know, the underdog thing. I mean, that's just kind of getting out of hand there. Yeah, and it's it's hope. I mean. All underdog is right now is best ball hope trafficking, and I get it, but we just need to maybe relax a little bit on it. But one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Okay, well, let's. I we have a lot more of this kind of stuff to talk about on the other side of the commercial. We're going to talk about what offensive and defensive rookies that will be viable uh, coming up in this next season. This will be a redraft talk, not dynasty. So it's not going to. We're you know we've kind of we're going to kind of retread a little bit of what we just talked about in the rankings, but we're just going to make it a more focused redraft talk. So we're going to take commercial real quick and we'll be right back. Hey, IDP Army. Hope you guys and gals are enjoying the episode we have for you today. We want to take a little break and tell you about our partners at Underdog Fantasy. Use the link in the description or the code IDP Army when you sign up. They're going to give you a deposit match bonus of up to $100. And you can play all kinds of sports on Underdog Fantasy, not just NFL. They have NFL, NBA, MMA, PGA. They have everything. If you're into any sport, they generally have something there for you. Go check them out. Tell them we sent you. Go sign up for the Best Ball Mania 3 draft. That is their giant draft that they have every year. Best Ball draft. The winner of that this year is going to win $1 million. The total prize pool is $10 million. We've got content on the channel for it. We have episodes of the podcast for it. We have rankings for it. Go sign up for Underdog Fantasy. That's where we play best ball. Hopefully, we will see you in a draft. Thanks, and now back to the show. Welcome back. Get on underdog. Yes. Use it the code so IDP Army fun. when you sign up. Give you $25. Yeah, I'm going to play those PGA ones, man. They got the rest of the season PGA. That's going to be hard as hell, but I'm really looking forward to grabbing some of those young guys that yes. I think are going to make a run. That will be a lot of fun. But, yes, please play underdog. Play it with, play it with us. We're going to be doing some drafts this summer for best ball. Uh, feel free to hop in those. Prove that you can beat us. I mean, beating Josh is a lot of fun. Believe me, I, I – I've been there a couple of times. It's it's a it's quite the joy. So yeah, get in those drafts with us and we can connect in there. Okay. So we are going to talk about rookies that are going to be viable for this upcoming season in redraft. So I just want to make that clear. This is not a dynasty conversation. This is a player where when you get to your drafts in August, maybe late July, if you're that kind of crazy person or maybe even late uh, September if you want to wait till the beginning of the season. This will be for those kind of players. So, Joe, do you want to kick us off? Give us a rookie or two that you are going to be targeting in your redraft leagues. So I got two that I really want to talk about. Um, but I think, first of all, here I'm going to hit – I'm going to go with David Bell. Um he did not test good at the combine, but he showed nothing but promise at Notre Dame. And now he gets linked with Deshaun Watson, who is one hell of a quarterback. So I think he slots right into number two next to Amari Cooper right off the bat. I don't think DPJ is going to put up much of a fight there. And I, I mean, not in Dynasty, he's going to be tied to Watson for a long time. But 
I think we finally have a good wide receiver two in Cleveland that we can we can kind of bet on to be good. I don't think Deshaun Watson's missing any time. I'm a firm believer of that. But uh, even if he does, someone's going to maybe draft him and drop him. Or he's on waivers. Pick him up midseason. And I think he could be one of those guys that really helps you make a title run. I, I think we, I we touched on that last pod too. And I think we all kind of agree on David Bell. But I think the best thing about him is that Yes, in the future, he's going to be in that top 15 wide receiver conversation, potentially. Like, he has that opportunity because eventually Cooper's going to be gone and, like, Bell will be the number one, basically. So, uh, and like you said, tied to Deshaun Watson, uh, I'd say it's not a bad thing, but we all know what's going on with him right now. So, um, <laughs> Joe, go on, on to your next one. Well, wait, 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 before before you do that, before you do that, before you do that. All right, so let's just go over the obvious ones real quick and where we feel comfortable drafting them. So, Brees Hall, at what round would you feel comfortable drafting Brees Hall? Go ahead, Joe. I, yeah, Joe, if you, if you know, go ahead. Uh, three? Third round? Third round? Third, fourth okay. round? I was thinking Easy. fourth round. I was thinking fourth round myself. Um, Josh, I'm sure that you – well, want him to go undrafted because you don't believe in the Jets. I okay, okay. Is this your Kyle Pitts okay. for this year? Okay, I, I I guess it, it feels, feels like it. That. It really it does, feels like it, it. Does feel like that? But I'm telling you, it's not even that. It's just it's the Jets. You are not banking on a Jets running back. Like if you are, you're silly. So my logic is here. <laughs> I think Brees Hall gets the hype and he'll end up in the third round because it's just going to be that rookie hype. And when redraft comes along. Brees Hall is going to be hyped up and he's going to get drafted over like David Montgomery. He's going to get drafted over obviously Miles Sanders. Everyone hates him. This was the same, same Kyle Pitts argument as last year. And it it was right. (laughs) I'm sorry, but it was right. Like, I mean, we have to buy him a Brees Hall jersey now. You didn't, I will take it because his last name's Hall. But other than that, that's actually funny. I didn't even think I actually was super stoked about (laughs) Brees Hall. I am, I do, I love the talent. I don't love the landing spot. I've said this. I'm going to continue saying this. Uh, This is going to, I'll have to defend it, but I'll be right at the end. I don't think that you're drafting him in the third round. I think fifth or later would be where he should go. Just because, okay. Like maybe fourth, maybe late fourth, like running backs went early. You need a running back. You want that upside because he's a rookie. Maybe you're hoping for that Saquon Barkley rookie season or something, but you're you're just not going to get it is the problem. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I, I would rather have, and I, I don't mean to skip ahead of you, Joe, but I would rather have uh, James Cook this year as a, as a rookie running back. Kenneth Walker, obviously. Wow. I, I'm just saying. Kenneth Walker, obviously, but where you're going to get James Cook and what you're going to do is you're basically, you're getting that Fournette Rojo. Who do I draft in the eighth round right now? What what running back would be better on that team? James Cook Josh is going to be a steal at, that's fair. Uh, you get an eighth round running back who literally most people drop their eighth round pick and redraft. I mean, after a while, like you're just going to, that's your backup quarterback. That's your tight end that didn't pan out. That's your fourth, fifth wide receiver that, you know, just didn't work. James Cook is going to be a steal this year. That's my number one person that I want in this draft. Not because of sheer talent, but I think because of the sheer impact that he can have and where you're going to get him, basically. I mean, that makes sense. So, I mean, just to state the obvious, Drake London, we feel comfortable drafting this year. Traylon Burks, obviously. I mean, he has. I think he has a chance to sneak into – Maybe top twelve. I, I think that that's that's a ceiling at least. Uh, Garrett Wilson, we feel com- comfortable with this year. Jamison Williams, uh, Olave, I would say is probably good. Uh, Bro, we literally it, just talked about all these people. That's why I skipped over that. Well, that's fair, but that was in a different segment, Josh. That's not going to be on YouTube. Thank you. Bro, I'm taking Watson. I'm taking Dotson. Damian Pierce is sitting there. He could easily just fall into the starting role and get 15 to 18 carries a game. Rashad Dang. White, really valuable handcuff here. I mean, she just called this this segment sleepers. Yeah, we'll just take them all, man. Let's let's take all these. I'm guys. just saying, draft rookies always get hyped up. Sky Sky Moore, like all you said, even defensive rookies that will be viable this season. I'm telling you, James Cook's going to be viable this season, and you're going to get him at a great price. Okay. I, you believe in him a little bit more than I do, I guess. I, I Do you believe like in Devin Singletary? I don't. I 
I do. I, do. I mean, I I think that he's going to have he's still going to be like a sixth or fifth round running back, but maybe probably will get overhyped and be higher than that. But I still think that he's going to be more viable than James Cook will for a lot of the season. I, I like there will be not a chance this season where I'm like, unless there's an injury, that I'm going to be like James Cook. I'm going to put him in my starting lineup. I just don't think we're ever. I just feel get like there. the Buffalo Bills are a Super Bowl team this year. I mean, they're pretty much always a Super Duke Bowl team. Johnson. Josh Allen, oh Devin Singletary, the ghost of Zach Moss. I mean, they got, they got <laughs> the depth at that Zach goal line Moss. carry position right Honestly, there. I just love that you started off that conversation with Duke Johnson. Duke, yeah. The Dukeness is back. The Duke baby. will be there. He was good for Miami last season. I don't doubt him. Um, well, okay, if we're going to go sleepers instead of the obvious, uh, Tyler Algier for the Falcons, he has a clear path to maybe getting the starting role there. Um, they've already shed Mike Davis off of the roster. He's still got a clear Cordell Patterson in whatever kind of hybrid weird role he's going to be. Um, I think there's somebody else there in his path as well. But I think that would be a guy that we could, you know, you could go after that's probably got a shot to actually get, you know, some good touches this year. I don't know if we really call that a sleeper, though, because I feel like Algier is going to get hyped up with no Mike Davis. I feel like nobody's really paying attention right now except for dynasty nerds like us. But do you think he's going to get the Mike Davis treatment? I don't. I do not because I think Tyler Algier is coming in with fresh legs. I think he's a young guy next to old man Cordell Patterson. Algier is going to be hyped. I think Algier has a chance to be the third running back drafted in redraft leagues this year. Like I think he's going to be fifth round, sixth round running back drafted because people aren't excited about Atlanta, but they're excited about rookies. Yeah, yeah. yeah that makes sense. Um, as far as other running backs go, Rashad White, I prob- probably not this year unless you're in the dynasty. The I dynasty. Um, well, I know. I'm just going through the rest of the running backs. Kyron Williams, probably not this year. Damian Pierce presents an interesting position just because I wouldn't say that any running back in that backfield has a stranglehold on the number one spot. So he could easily Rex grab Burkhead. that. Exactly. He's, well, David Johnson, whoever else. The, Is David the ghost, Johnson still alive? I, I believe so. But whatever ghosts are still haunting that backfield, you could probably he's, he has a chance to get past them. And then I'd say the only other one that I would really mention are two are Hassan Haskins because he'll be the number two behind Derrick Henry. So obviously there will be a work there. Hilliard will be involved, but maybe we don't know how much. I think Haskins might be better. And then Keontae Graham will be behind James Conner, and he has an obvious opportunity to take the number two role, but maybe number one if there is any kind of problem with James Conner. Yeah. Right? Can yeah. I can I talk about someone who's not – maybe not this year, but for Dynasty I'm just like slowly becoming obsessed with? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the point Ross. of this segment, yep. Justin Ross, man. It, I didn't know that was the point of the segment. You said impact this year. Yep. I the more I look at Justin Ross and see where he's going, um, he could be the absolute steal of this draft in three years um, on that one. So third, fourth round, no one's taking him. You're maybe getting you know a defensive back at that point, maybe a backup linebacker. You could snag this dude, and he could walk in and actually be what everyone wants Sky Moore to be um, on there. The talent is there. He's going to have an NFL training staff working on his injury. I I think if anyone has a chance to be an absolute monster steal in this draft class, it is Justin Ross. So I haven't had a chance to draft him yet anywhere, but I will be. I will be very soon. That's he, true. He went really late in Dynasty too. Like, well, we round. just don't we don't know what that neck injury is. It's going to look like he's either going to be amazing. He's going to come back and be immediately just exactly what he was when before he got hurt or that injury is going to take him out and his career will never get on track. So yeah. And our draft, Pierre strong, Isaiah likely um, Jelani woods and Keontae Ingram went around him. Now I like Ingram a lot, but out of those guys, I like woods a lot too, but I would take a shot on Justin Ross just to for pure upside. Pure upside. Yeah, I just with that neck injury, I just scratched him. I mean, I, I get it. There's a lot of if he hits, he can hit, but if he doesn't, he doesn't. So 
can say that about any of these guys. Back to back to Billy's uh, uh, angry moment at me. Uh, The number one person in redraft, in my opinion, Kenneth Walker, is going to have the most immediate impact, in my opinion. Seattle has is going to get a quarterback. I, I guarantee that they are not running Drew Locke out there. Kenneth Walker has Rashad, like you said, Rashad Penny gets injured every year. Carson is more than probably done. I think for Chris Carson, he better not try to come back. Like he's got a scary injury. I don't want him to try to push it. <laughs> Especially with the way he runs. He's so very, violent as a runner and he violent. just runs straight into people and I mean, I don't want to see him paralyzed. And then for wide receiver's sake, you, you already know Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Traylon Burks. Those are the three. I mean, Christian Watson, sure, but you're you're not do not He'll be late. Right. He'll be do late. not reach for Sky Moore. Olave, I like the idea of it because you're gonna get him super late, but especially if they hype Michael Thomas before. But um other than that, I mean, honestly, I don't really like anyone past the top 12 other than a couple guys. I like, like Rashad for, White. For hope. Yeah, how? Like, what is Rashad White? How? What's his role? Just as well, a backup. Last year, last year they tried to use Rojo a lot, and he wasn't effective. I mean, Lenny was the only effective back. They tried to use Gio Bernard a lot, and that didn't work out. He was injured. So they, I mean, they tried to use Keyshawn Vaughn a lot and he didn't do a damn thing. So I think when you get a man child like Rashad White there to go with another man child and Lenny Fournette, I think, you know, you're getting someone that easily can step into a role if Leonard Fournette is injured. But I think with how good of a receiver he was at Arizona State, I feel like Tom Brady's going to have a really hard time not dumping the ball off to him many times, especially with Godwin's injury. I mean, Mike Evans is there. We don't know about Gronk yet. There's a lot of question marks still on this offense about who's going to catch the ball. Russell Gage is trash. Rashad White could easily pl- fill in for that slot role. Just I could see that for what he is. Uh, just a couple more names: Trey McBride, somebody to watch. I mean, Zach Ertz is obviously the number one there, so don't you know? Don't get too excited. Don't even take him in the top. He's he's got to be the end of the draft kind of guy. But if you just want a little bit of maybe hope. Speaking of end of the draft kind of guy, Tyrion Davis Price. He is your last pick in the draft and redraft if you can. Okay. Yeah, just because the ultimate lottery. Because it's a San Francisco running back and it makes no sense, but the rookie always does the most. That's fair. Um, Another guy is obviously Alec Pierce. Uh, He seems like he's going to be a touchdown machine in Indianapolis. So I think that he, I think, I think Alec Pierce might be the guy that we look back on like, Damn, we, we ranked him way too low because I just think he profiles the best. I know Michael Pittman's there, but I just think he profiles the best as the guy you throw those jump balls to and he gets, you know, touchdowns, and that's all he's going to do this season, win okay. jump balls. All right, yeah. uh, the question is, do you uh, even draft a quarter a rookie quarterback this year? No. As your backup quarterback? No. No. Not this year, unfortunately. I mean – um, I would say I would keep Malik Willis on the radar just in case the, the the shouts from the crowd for Malik Willis to come out and replace Ryan Tannehill get a little loud at some point. But other than that, I, Kenny Pickett, no. I, I don't want any of these I guys. would just say I'd watch the waiver wire on weeks two through five with Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, and Ritter. Other than that, maybe Corral just to see. You never know kind of thing. But those four, if you want to, pick them up and just have them on your bench so nobody else has the chance to get that steal. And if you got an empty bench slot, say you got a big bench and redraft, not a bad idea. Third quarterback on your bench. Yeah. So just to just for entertainment's sake, if you're in a super flex redraft league, which quarterback are you taking first? Kenny Pickett's might not have the job. I don't think he is. I, I'd take Malik Willis. I would take Malik Willis. I think I everyone's going to take Pickett, but – I would absolutely take Willis just for the lottery ticket in case yep. he gets Tannehill gets benched or injured. I would have to go with Ritter actually. Um, I don't think Malik Willis minus an in, like you said minus an injury or Tennessee just really tanking, but I just don't see it because the talents there, defense and offensive wise. And then Kenny Pickett, I think Trubisky's going to surprise a lot of people. This is the best I talent he's ever worked that. with as a starter. Um, and then Desmond Ritter, I don't think 
I don't think Mariota is going to be bad by any means, but I don't think he's going to be great. And I think they I think could Mariota's easily. Gonna be bad. I haven't looked at the schedule yet. I think so but... too, but I think they're going to tank and they don't want to win. So if Ritter gets in and uh, starts winning. I, I, I could see after week three, Ritter being the starting quarterback is the thing. I think he has the, the highest upside, the quickest impact more so than anything. I could see that. I love grabbing Corral in Dynasty. Um, Corral can make a case for him too because, you know, Darnold is not going to do anything this year. So he could actually probably start before any of these other rookies. Uh, but I don't know. I definitely take Malik Willis in a, in a redraft super flex first out of any of these guys. I think you're right about that. Um, we want to quickly touch on defensive players for yeah. IDP leads. I got at least one that needs to be drafted higher than right, he is this right is IDP redraft. So like these are guys that'll be impacting the teams right away. Well, just, I mean, redraft or dynasty, really. I'm just saying Karloftis is going to be the guy who's impacting people faster than anyone else, in my opinion. Uh, the Chiefs have needed a pass rusher for the last 12 years. Decade. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say a long time. And I think Karloftis comes in. Uh, Frank Clark is just scary enough to like draw some pressure or some protection. So I think Karloftis comes in there. They're like, well, let's see what the rookie can do. I think he has a... A, a position here to be defensive rookie of the year. Honestly, um, I don't think he will be, but I think he will make enough noise to where his he'll be in the conversation. Obviously, the Aiden Hutchinson, you know, like I, th- I think he'll. I think Thibodeau as well will be immediately. Uh, I don't know, man. The Giants are a, a, a weird entity, but I do like yeah. Thibodeau's talent. I think on the opposite side of Ojulari, Thibodeau's got a massive opportunity there to. Yeah really jump right away Ojalari never really defense has a chance Ojalari never really gave me the like I'm scared of Ojalari though I know he had a pretty he looked really good last year that that whole defense was so screwed after Martinez got hurt and they now that they they have an actual coaching staff in there I think they'll be a lot better than they were for sure uh anybody else defensively um is gonna walk right into a Three down roll, maybe. There's a chance there. I would have loved Kyle Hamilton not going to the Ravens. I just was hoping he'd be a little bit more in a featured spot, but that's not really featured. Well, the Ravens do love their secondary, though. Like they, they do, love... but I just don't think they're going to dial things up for him. Like Derwin James, like you know, Derwin James is going to eat for the Chargers. I just don't know Kyle Hamilton's going to for sure eat right away. I would rather for... take Brisker from Chicago. Honestly, I think you're right. Over I, think Hamilton. I think that's the way to go. Yeah, for I this, for this season, right he's the strong safety. They're going to move Eddie Jackson back to free safety, and I think he's going to be in the box a lot. You know, he showed at Penn State he's capable of sacks. He's always – he's an interception machine. So, I think yeah. he's going to slot right in there and be pretty damn good. I think you're right there. And then I'd keep an eye on Jordan Davis as well, especially if you're in DT specific leagues. Like, I want, we play in one like that. He'll be a good, good guy to put in that spot. I actually yeah. have a feeling that – uh Kyle Hamilton will slide into that corner slot kind of deal where who's the corner that used to get all the tackles for like no reason. It wasn't Humphrey. Mar- was it? Yeah, it was Humphrey. Was it Humphrey? No, it was Humphrey. No, um, it was Humphrey. I have a feeling that he's going to come in and just be a beast. I don't know. I just feel like that he's going to get the tackles. He's going to get the big plays. I, I, I have a feeling Kyle Hamilton's going to do a little bit of everything because they do have a good secondary. Well, I hope so. Cause I like Kyle Hamilton. I think a lot. It, it, it sounds weird because they have such a good secondary, but I think what happens is he gets the majority of it. I don't think it's an immediate reaction, but I think he's got to be drafted. And I mean, unfortunately he'll probably get well, yeah, drafted, I, I, I drafted for sure. And I think he's going to be overdrafted. Oh, unfortunately, Marcus Williams is who I was thinking of actually. Uh, oh yeah. For the Saints, Marcus Williams did everything. Yeah. Yeah, One of my sense. super sleepers for late round dynasty IDP is Troy Anderson for the Falcons. Um, the dude yeah. is an athletic freak of absolute nature, and we saw what Okalukum could do. I'll never say his name right. Okalukum. Yeah, we saw what he could do. He was kind of unpolished coming out, and and he was absolutely getting stuff. Um, they got Mikhail. What's his last name? Walker Jackson. Walker. Yeah, Kyle Walker, Walker there. I think he starts out, but I can see Troy Anderson kind of eating into that workload and kind of taking over the middle there. So I'm a big fan of that guy. I agree. That's a good good one to have. Okay. Well, I think that might wrap up our rookie discussion. Um, 
just need to get this podcast out. I hadn't gotten a chance to dive into the rookies yet, so I'm glad I actually got a chance to to say something. Uh, next week, we're just going to dive straight into redraft dynasty. Get you ready for the season. Two weeks from now, our division preview start. I know they're already starting. It's 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 a crazy thing to think about, but um, yeah, we're just going to start on those in two weeks. Next week, we're going to talk a little rankings. Uh, we're going to have those prepared and ready to be put out for the world to completely destroy. Um, can't wait to get that feedback on why we're too high and too low on certain people. It's always an enjoyable experience hearing, oh, you guys don't have any clue what you're talking about, um, like that guy did on our YouTube uh, when he didn't even watch the video, and we actually talked in through his comment. I always love commenters like that, especially on YouTube. I appreciate the haters, man. Exactly. It's always fun to see, especially when we completely contradict their complaint at at points that they didn't watch the video. So it's always fun. But we will get those rankings out for next week. And then, yeah, division previews after that with Mr. Jordan Reigns himself. And I know some of you all out there are like, ah, Jordan's on your podcast. It's okay. Four people, four teams in a division. It just makes the most sense. A little trash talk on that's the, the only reason that's the only reason we're having them all right joe get us out of here guys it's been fun rolling with you and uh pass will get to work on your research and give us some feedback and we loved having you so we'll see you next week good night <laughs>